Hey everyone, this is Christina from Vermont. I'm a part of the Ghoul Squad, and you're listening to A Paranormal Chicks. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 37. And that intro you just heard is by Christina, who is a member of the Ghoul Squad. She killed it. And if you want to kill it too, head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Peruse. Check out the tiers. See if you want to be part of the Ghoul Squad. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Jumping right in. All right. This is called A Hostel in Germany, A Sink, and A Premonition. Hey ladies, today I was listening to a podcast about premonitions and it reminded me of an old friend I lost touch with after university. I'll call her Rose just to protect her privacy, but y'all can use my real name. I have no filter and no shame. Anyway, we traveled through Europe together and we just finished our Kantiki tour, man oh man. I encountered a lot of spirits on that trip, none of which were paranormal. And we had just taken a train ride from Berlin to... Koblenz? Sure. I'm so glad you're reading this one. What the <laughs> hell's a Contiki tour? Uh, girl, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sidetrack. I used to want to go on one of these. It's for, it was like 18 to 32 year olds. <laughs> Carrie's eyebrows just raised up. <laughs> we too old now, girl. No, I know. <laughs> but yes, they would have packages and it was cheaper. And you could go to different places like New Zealand had one. I mean, like all kinds of Greece. But no one ever wanted to go with me. And I didn't want to go by myself, even though it was a group. I feel like I was never asked. Uh, Yes, you were. I feel like I probably didn't understand what you were saying. Probably. (laughs) Because I used to get the brochures sent to my house. Of course you did. (laughs) All right. So we're back to them. Had just taken a train ride from Berlin to Koblenz, question mark, question mark. And we ended up getting to our hotel eight hours early. I was exhausted and probably still hungover, so I decided to stay in the hostel and sleep. I never saw anything in Koblenz other than our hostel. While Rose went to check out the town, I ended up sleeping from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And when I got up, I realized that I had to pee urgently. So I went to unlock the door to use the communal bathroom. And Nope. I don't want to use a communal bathroom. Nope, did that in the dorms. Mm-hmm. But this is how they're cheap. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to. This is probably the exact thing we had, the conversation that is, mm-hmm. when I was like, hey, there's these tours. And you said, we have to stay in a hostel. And I was like, like the fucking movie? Mm-hmm. And you're probably like, no, you're fucking That sounded just like me. Mm-hmm. Only to find that the doors were locked from the outside, and I was trapped. Uh-uh. So I decided to wait it out as this was before either of us had a smartphone and I didn't think to bang on the door to have someone let me out because I figured Rose couldn't be that far away. To make a long story short, and we're getting to the spooky stuff in a bit, I promise, I realized that I couldn't wait to get to the bathroom and my only two options were to piss in my pants or to use the sink in our bedroom. Don't ask me why there was a sink but no bathroom in our hostel room because I don't know. I ended up using the sink. And when I was finished, I washed the sink 
thoroughly with soap and warm water. And as just as I was doing that, I heard the door being unlocked. Rose opens it and goes on to explain how she was out and about when she got a feeling that something was wrong with me back at the hostel. So she hurried back to the hostel to find out that her bad feeling was due to me having to eliminate my bladder in the sink. We both laughed and laughed and went about our trip. This wasn't the first premonition she had, but the other one has nothing to do with me, so I won't share it here. Anyway, please make sure your hostel room in Germany has a lock on the inside of the door. Stay spooky, Tawny. Uh Uh-uh. P.S. I'm so glad that this happened after the tour because if it had, word would have gotten around that I was the girl who peed in a sink. (laughs) That reminds me of the time I was drunk and peed in a bathtub. (laughs) Been there, done that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's crazy how people just know things. Mm-hmm. Like her gut just said, go back and check on Tawny. Yeah. And why was it locked from the outside, though? I guess maybe did Rose lock it on her way out and didn't realize that it was... Maybe. My tales of living in a haunted house. Hello, I posted this in the Facebook group, but here I am again to share my story that made me believe in the paranormal. So here it goes. I used to live in a house in the 8th grade in a little neighborhood in California, and before I moved in, I had a dream that I was sitting on a garage floor looking at a little package with these things in it, reading some odd warning label. Three months later, I'm moving into the new house in the exact same position I was in in the dream. I learned it was a pack of mattress caps that day. Um, sorry, weird that this is like a premonition premonition thing. I was just about to say that. Again, every time Carrie's like, isn't it so weird how these things get grouped together? Mm -hmm. Second weird thing was after we moved in, my phone started making weird static noises at random. And the phone worked just fine. It just randomly would play static. This house is where I also developed night terrors. Oh, uh -uh. I'd wake up and see or feel like the dreams were real. There was a time when I woke up freaking out and told my parents I felt a spider crawling around my bed by my feet. The icing on the cake is when I woke up and was in my bed facing my mirrored closet doors and I look around the room until I saw the shadow in the mirror. Mm -mm. This black humanoid shape was standing in the mirror and I remember thinking, don't move or it'll see you. To myself, and then it turned to look at me, and I woke up in the exact position I was in in the dream. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. Facing the same way, in the same position, everything. It was if all I had done was close my eyes and open them again. In this house, I would also get random fight or flight responses, especially in the back hallway. Like anxiety attacks, kind of response of feeling trapped. Most when I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth, showering and such. The bathroom was next to the master bedroom. Eventually, after two years, we moved out. And after we moved into the new house, I was told that an old lady had died in the house. So needless to say, I am absolutely a believer in the paranormal now. I no longer have night terrors or get those fight or flight responses. But man, that house was intense. Love you guys. Dang. Again, just like like premonitions and stuff like that. It's like that gut feeling you just know and have that anxiety and that, you know, and just know, like they said, and have that fight or flight response. Yeah. All right. This is called Ghost Story. Love you, ladies. It's like hanging out with friends chatting. Thought I would share one of our stories. 
My brother, wife, and three kids went to Germany for three weeks over Christmas and asked my hubby and I to house sit. This was 30 years ago. Backstory. Hubby's family has had a lot of different things happen to him. His name's Tank. I will get with him and write them up for you. They will raise the hair on your arms, lol. Anyway, we have certain idiosyncrasies due to all these past experiences. Like we never shut doors. All the doors are a little bit cracked with the exception of the outside doors, which are always kept locked. Rapid getaway, maybe? LOL. Lol. I don't know how y'all say it. Back to the house. Bro's house that he rented was a super old farmhouse. Wood floors with gaps, plaster lathe walls, creaky stairs, and at the end of the hallway on the second floor is a door to an unused part of the house. Unfinished, whatever. He opened the door. All I could see was cobwebs, so I looked away. So, one night, we were sleeping in the master bedroom, door open, I sit in bed, and I see two kids in the doorway holding hands, a boy and a girl. I said, the kids aren't here, they're on holiday, they will be back soon. They turned to leave, and I laid back down to sleep. Next night, I shut the door. Tank asked why, and I said, too drafty. It's December, so logical, right? And with his history, I didn't want him to know. Fast forward to New Year's Day night, Saturday night, we go out. We get in a horrible car accident and spend a week in the hospital and a month at my mother-in-law's to recuperate. Oh, God. After we are up and about, bro invites us over to his house for supper. We're sitting around talking, and I ask if anything weird is going on in the house. He laughs and says, running footsteps or kids, what? So I hesitantly tell my story, and Tank gets more incredulous by the minute. I'm thinking he's freaking out, upset that I didn't tell him. He says, no, I had the same quote-unquote dream. That's why he didn't complain about me shutting the door. So maybe not a dream? My brother says, nope, I hear running footsteps when the boys are upstairs playing, and it's a lot more than them three. Also, When there's just the toddler taking his naps, he hears footsteps and murmurs of talking. And then the toddler jabbering, pause, more murmuring, like the sounds of children playing, when it's only the toddler up there. He never got the history of the house, and we never investigated it anymore. But I'd like to learn more about it and see who those kids are, and if the people living there now are visited as well. I googled it, and it's been totally remodeled. It's almost unrecognizable from what it was, so who knows what goes on now. Probably a freaking lot. If Mm -hmm. it got remodeled and their shit got messed up, uh uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. And kids do not like change. Or 34-year-olds named Carrie. Kids like me? No. Like, you don't like change. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't like change. (laughs) All right, this one is my year with an unwanted roommate. Hey, Donna and Carrie and everyone who may be listening, I apologize in advance. This is a long one. This happened back in the early 2000s when I was in college. My friend, we'll call her Bridget, and I decided to move off campus together to get away from the dormitory rules. We found this cozy little two-bedroom apartment behind a house the homeowner rented out. Our apartment was on the bottom floor with two apartments above ours and was within walking distance from our classes. The first day we moved in, Bridget and I had an experience. We had just moved all of our stuff in. Our friends who helped us move were still there. There was a half wall with open shelving separating the kitchen from the living room. We had a small seven-gallon trash can 
on the open shelf. This trash can did not fall per se. It flew several feet off the shelf and hit Bridget. What? We all saw it and couldn't figure out how this could have happened. We joked that it was a ghost, but none of us really believed that. And honestly, I don't think we could have imagined at that point what it really was. (gasps) What was it? Bridget claimed to be a Baptist. However, I knew her better than that. She practiced witchcraft. She allowed me to know because I accept almost everyone. It's not for me to judge. She kept it a secret from her family and her friends from back home. Bridget bought some sage and would burn it often. She claimed something was bothering her, and it all started on day one with the trash can. I believe the sage angered what was in our apartment. The sage also angered our upstairs neighbors. It was a husband and wife. The husband stopped me outside one day, hatefully accusing me of being a witch or a Satanist. He said he knew what sage was and what it was for. I told him to speak to Bridget if he wanted to accuse someone of something. I had nothing to do with anything she was doing. At this point, I didn't know everything that was happening to her. Later, we would see him outside cleaning an arsenal of guns on a picnic table he placed in our tiny parking lot, staring like he intended to use said arsenal on us. We would also hear him (gasps) beating his wife upstairs and furniture moving more like thrown across the floor constantly. I wonder now if the entity affected him to be this way. Whoa. God, that's so sad. Another time after we moved in, our friend Rose brought over some newspapers for us to lay down on the floors while we painted the apartment. The wall color was what Bridget called pussy pink. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't really into the color, so we decided to paint it sage green. Before we started painting, I saw something squirm in the kitchen. I don't like worms or anything worm-like unless it's thick and long and attached to a fine man. (laughs) Uh, Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) Don't hate the player, hate the game. As my eyes focused, I saw more squirming things all over the kitchen floor. Finally, I realized what they were. (gasps) Maggots. No. No. They were squirming everywhere. I had to nope out of that situation. Mm -mm. I stood on our love seat, looming through the shelves over the half wall between the kitchen and the living room, directing Bridget and Rose to kill the maggots they missed. I was pointing all over the place like some demented twist between Hitler and Oprah. You kill the maggot. You kill the maggot. I'm telling y'all, there were hundreds of them. Under my direction, Rose and Bridget slaughtered all of the vile, squirmy fly babies. (laughs) Rose figured they came out from the newspapers we put in there. They checked the newspaper, but there was no evidence of the maggots. Now I wonder if it wasn't something darker. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. One day, while Bridget was cooking, I was in my bedroom. I heard a crash and then Bridget screaming. Next, Bridget hollered for me to help her. I ran out of my bedroom to see the ceiling light fixture and accompanying light bulb had seemingly exploded in the kitchen. She was trapped in the farthest corner of the kitchen from the entrance with no shoes on, with glass everywhere. Oh my gosh. She had nowhere to move without getting glass in her feet. I put my shoes on and got the broom to rescue her out of the corner. She swore something was targeting her. Nobody puts baby in a corner. 
On another occasion, Bridget was taking a bath. Our bathroom had a window above the bathtub with a ledge that was about six to eight inches deep. Bridget used this windowsill for some of her toiletries. Also, I have to add, the windowsill angled slightly downward towards the window, so the bottle she had there seemed to be fairly secure. During her bath, Bridget heard a noise coming from the windowsill. She couldn't or wouldn't tell me what the noise was. As she looked up towards the noise, a large bottle of hairspray fell from the ledge and hit her, busting her mouth open. This was more proof she told me that something was after her. Holy shit. Our time in this apartment was relatively brief. We lived there a little less than a year. During this year, Bridget's personality and habits changed drastically. She was the type of girl who never left the house without full makeup on. Several months in, she stopped bathing, stopped putting on makeup, and stopped fixing her hair. Her wardrobe went from cute, trendy, to plaid flannel shirts and jeans. She started to tell friends, and at least one of my professors lies about me. She would also use my computer for playtime when I needed it for homework. When she started to refuse me access to my own computer because she was chatting online, I put a spy on my computer to find out she was spending her time looking up amateur enema porn. Yes, girl, you read that right. I have never seen anything like that in my life. I couldn't believe Bridget was into stuff like that because it didn't align with her personality before we moved in. I mean, everybody's got a fetish. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole porn catalog for it for a reason, I guess. Yeah. But that takes a whole new meaning to playtime. Mm-hmm. That's some two girls, one cup of I've ever heard of it. Oh, shit. The only time she seemed like old Bridget was when one of our friends, Liz, who happens to be a lesbian, would come over. If Bridget took a bath, was wearing cute clothes, and had her hair and makeup done, I knew Liz was coming over. Everyone believed that she wanted to be with Liz, which was not like Bridget at all. Nearing the end of our stay, Bridget seemed to be getting worse and worse. She always looked tired and would tell me she wasn't sleeping at night. After a couple of weeks of no sleeping, she told me the thing in our apartment wouldn't let her sleep. Even with me prodding, she would never go into details about it. Instead, she broke down and begged me to sleep in her bed with her. Her thought was that if I slept in bed with her, the thing wouldn't bother her. I agreed to sleep in bed with her. Luckily, she had a queen-size bed. (laughs) (laughs) Totally sounds like us. Mm -hmm. She told me she wanted me to sleep by the door to protect her. That night, Bridget was very nervous. I got ready for bed thinking she was just being a big baby. I laid down on the side closest to the door thinking nothing would happen, but I was wrong. Oh, fuck. I made sure Bridget was asleep before I fell asleep. I fell asleep soon after, but I woke up a little later with the feeling that someone or something was looking at me. A feeling I got many times in that apartment. We had her bedroom door open. From her room, I could see into the living room. Even though it was extremely dark, I could see a short figure about four feet tall. This thing was not a ghost or a spirit. I had seen plenty of those before. I didn't know what this thing was. It seemed more humanoid than human. To call it black would almost be a misnomer. It was blacker than black. It was the absence of light except for its two little eyes. This thing stared at me with brightly glowing red eyes. I stared back at it. It wouldn't move. I wouldn't move either. It just stared. The impression I got from this thing was 
It wanted Bridget and Bridget only. I felt like it was almost afraid of me because I wasn't afraid of it. I felt it was thinking, what are you? It was confused about me. I kept my mind quiet. I felt since I knew what it was thinking, it could likely know what I was thinking. We stared at each other for what seemed like 20 minutes, but I'm sure it was more likely closer to a minute. I finally had enough of the stare off and said, I'm rolling over and going to sleep now. Bye. (laughs) With, With that, I rolled over, closed my eyes, and never saw this fucker again. In the morning, I woke before Bridget. I let her sleep in. I knew after seeing the entity the night before, all the stuff that happening to her was real. When she woke up, I told her I saw it and let her know what happened. She thanked me for letting her get some sleep. Shortly after that, we both moved, going our separate ways. All of these things happened in less than a year. It was a crazy experience seeing the entity, and I don't think I would change living there if I could. However, the strain, all that enema porn... (laughs) It calls in our friendship was irreparable. I know now it was likely a demon trying to possess Bridget. What do y'all think? Thank you, beautiful ladies, for sharing my story, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Whew, I don't know if it was a demon, but it was something for show. Yeah, definitely. It sounded like that. It's crazy that they could, like, she could know what it was thinking. First of all, how are you so fucking calm? Girl. I would be, I would not have the wherewithal to be like, if I can hear its thing, it can hear me. I'd have been yeah. like, I, I don't even know. I, I truly don't even know what I would do. I think that's one of the scariest descriptions when people say it was blacker than black or darker than dark. Yeah. Like, oh, that gets. Like, how do you, ugh. I can't even picture that. It's so dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, y'all, my name is Lexi, and I've been a huge fan for a while. I've finally mustered up the courage to email you guys my sinister sighting. Lexi, thank you for listening, and thank you for sending your thing in, because I'm sure it's going to be great. Y'all, we have to share a part of Lexi's thank you, because she's in the Creepinati. Carrie was possessed by a singing demon randomly. (laughs) I mean, if y'all are are in the Creepinati and y'all get our thank you videos, y'all know they're not scripted. Not even close. They're a shit show, but we're saying thank you. Carrie just looked off and (laughs) started singing, but like like a vaudeville show kind of singing. (laughs) And you can see it all over my face that like, oh, what? Are we keeping this? Are we going? Okay. Okay. We have got to like shorten it to a clip and share that because it's, it's in the what the fuck was Carrie thinking vault. We watched and laughed at that <laughs> about mm, 40 times. Yeah, because you have to, like, you have to first watch Carrie and laugh at that. <laughs> and then, like, after four times of that, then watch my face <laughs> as she does it. Because I'm like, what? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, there's a whole range of emotion going on. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Anyway, Lexi, girl, thank you. So I don't like talking about this very much, but it's easier now. My whole life, I've known my grandparents' old house was a paranormal playground. It was a game of roulette, wondering what would show up next when you were over there. I was 16 the last time I stayed the night in that house. My grandma had a giant sectional in her living room, which was in the middle of her house. By this age, I had learned to sleep on the shorter side where I could see the hallway. Well, that's scary. 
The hallway was like a haunted passageway. The further back you went, the stronger this dreadful feeling of being watched crashed down on you. I liked sleeping there so I could see if something was there because I was desensitized for the most part to it. And I learned seeing it come at me was better than being surprised. Shit. This particular night was different. I couldn't sleep. I stayed sitting up on the couch watching TV and doing what little I could on my phone since the cell reception was shoddy. I wonder if the cell reception was bad because of all the activity. Mm, maybe. Or they lived in the country. <laughs> Probably both. Every now and then, I would warn whatever was out there, if something was out there, to leave me alone. It became like a ritual to me when I stayed there. Well, finally, I felt sleepy and decided to lay down. The second I closed my eyes, I felt it, like someone's glare was piercing through me. I looked at the hallway, and there was an unnaturally tall figure that seemed to be solid black. Even shadows looked lighter than this thing. Was it blacker than black? Oh, my God. I mean, Ugh. what the fuck with all of these, like, I know. humanoid and, uh, uh, like, the links in these stories are crazy. And so I know crazy. we say this every time, but we literally read them in the order they come. Yeah. There's no, like, picking out a theme. It's like, this one came this day, this one came that day, boom, boom, boom. One, two, three, four, you know? Yeah. I don't know why I had to explain that to y'all. Thank you. Can y'all imagine me and Carrie's conversation? We just repeat the same thing about 20 times. That's how dramatic we are. Mm -hmm. And he did that. He like, did, he did it. He did it? Did it. Oh, my God. I can't believe he did it. Like, he fucking did it. Why would he do it? I don't know, but he did it. Fuck. I cannot believe he did it. He fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, legit. No, yeah, we're we're not exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're exaggerating a smidgen. Are we, though? Maybe just, like, two of them. It just stood there for what felt like an eternity. I was instantly cold and had a ringing in my ears. The chills I had were crashing over me in waves, and I knew in that moment that there wasn't shit I could do to fend this thing away. I sat up and yelled at it to go away and blinked a few times to make sure I was seeing correctly. I had full function on my body, so I know it wasn't a, just a night terror. Just a night terror. <laughs> the lights flickered and it was gone, just at a drop of a hat. I didn't sleep for the rest of that night. Uh, neither would I. My grandpa woke up at 5 a.m., as was his morning ritual, and made his coffee and grabbed his paper and sat down in his recliner next to me. We talked for about an hour until he got up and got ready for work. This is when I decided that there was enough daylight for me to try to sleep. As I nestled down onto the couch, I turned my back to the hallway so I could bury my face in the couch cushions. That's my favorite way to sleep on the couch. <laughs> you got to turn towards the cushions and it's just like, oh, so cozy. <laughs> the second that I got comfortable, I heard a ticking noise in my ear. Irritated and sleep-deprived, I snapped and said, leave me the fuck alone. The ticking abruptly stopped and I felt at peace. A moment later, I felt a sting on my leg, a slight burning sensation. I was tired as fuck, though, and decided to ignore it. When I woke up a few hours later, my leg was still a little sore, so I decided to look at it, and that's when I discovered three scratch marks going upwards on the side of my calf. I was equally pissed 
and terrified. I have a nervous habit of clicking my nails when I get anxious and started doing it without thinking about it. When I realized I was doing it, I recognized the noise. It was the same ticking noise that was in my right ear before I was scratched. It taunted me using my own nervous habit. Nope. I left early that day and never slept there again. Unfortunately, it took a liking to me and followed me wherever I went for years. (gasps) Even after my grandparents sold that house and moved. I spent years being scratched, followed, watched, grabbed, and restless. It even attacked my loved ones every now and then. Fuck that. I'm 23 now and have only recently gotten rid of this entity for good by seeing a spiritual advisor slash pastor once a week who made it known to me that this was a demon. I was questioning Christianity at the time and losing my faith. I will never make that mistake again. Thank you guys for being so awesome. I literally wish my commute was longer so I could listen more. Have a nice day. Lexi. Oh my God. That is terrifying. Terrifying. Like, I got chill bumps reading that. Ugh. I, 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 I didn't. Yep. Exactly. Did your grandparents know that that was going on, I wonder? I mean, obviously, they didn't know the demon, but. Yeah. Well, maybe they did. I don't fucking know. But, like, did they know that it was like a fucking portal to hell? Mm. Wowza, wowza, wowza. Okay. Hi, ladies. I've recently just started listening to your podcast, and I love it. Definitely gets me through my work day. So while growing up, I have always been very, very sensitive to spirits. In fact, a lot of my family is the same way. I have many stories to share, but for today, I will just share a few. I remember when I was in the eighth grade, we lived in this house in Stockton, California. In this house, I have experienced many paranormal things, and my worst experiences have been in this house. Once I had got out of school, I came home and was usually home alone until my mom got off work or my sister came home from whatever she was doing. I had lightweight OCD when it comes to the doors and windows and making sure they are locked. I triple checked everything since I was young. That being said, I came home on a hot, hot summer day and locked the door, triple checked it was locked, closed all the windows, and turned on the AC. I walked over to the bathroom and As I was in the bathroom, I heard this loud bang. I slowly peeped my head out of the door facing the living room where the front door was and the door had been thrown open. I was watching it rock back and forth, hitting the wall as how a door does if it's been opened hard. As I saw this, I immediately heard running and footsteps in the kitchen. The placing of the bathroom, I can see the kitchen and the living room clear view. Someone was running around in the kitchen, but no one was there. I quickly ran to the front door, and just then, thank God, my sister drove up as I was about to run outside. It was the scariest thing to happen while you're home alone. Another time, all of my cousins were over. They have all experienced many things like me. We would always feel someone watching us when we were in our living room. It was very, very creepy. This night, we were all sitting around, and my cousin is telling us some scary paranormal things she had experienced at her house. After a long story time, she said out loud, I wonder who that spirit was in my house for all those years. 
As soon as she said this, her phone rang, and when she looked at her phone, she screamed. On her phone, it showed the number 666-666-6666. Did I tell you, did I show you that a 666 area code called me the other day? Mm-hmm. She started crying and didn't want to answer it. My mom, being her, grabbed the phone to answer it and cussed the spirit out, but as soon as she grabbed the phone, it stopped ringing. We never knew if this was a crazy coincidence or one of the spirits in my house playing a trick or trying to scare us. Another time, when we lived in our longtime home in Sacramento, this was another haunted house, my cousin lived with us and she was experiencing the same things I would. One day, me, my mom, and her were in our living room watching TV. All of a sudden, my cousin noticeably stiffened up and her eyes started following something in the room. My mom, knowing the things that had been going on in the house, asked her, what do you see? My cousin was watching a man staring at our great-grandma's picture. He was, for some reason, always staring at her picture. This man that she had seen was the same man that would harass me and call my name. He would follow me a lot. I have many stories about this spirit, but I will end here for now. Those are a few of my many more experiences to come. Thanks for taking the time to read. Best Mariah. Ooh, Whoa. Mariah. Mm-mm. I need to hear all about these spirits. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're so blessed to have a family that's like... In tune with it. Yeah, and like believes you and mm-hmm. is like, but okay, what do you see? Like, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. just like, okay, silly cousin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This one's sinister sightings, y'all. Hey, y'all, my name is Holly, and I've had quite the amount of paranormal experiences growing up and living in Kentucky. I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm already now caught up on all episodes. Couldn't help it. Not only are the two subjects you cover creepy cool, you two remind me of myself and my best friends. You guys crack me up, and I think that's important when exposing yourself to heavy subjects. I'm just going to jump right to it. Feel free to share whatever, if all parts. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Because, you know, that's the thing is that friendship is true across the board. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what your background is, who your mama is. Yeah. It doesn't matter anything because, yes, it transcends all of those things. Yeah. And you and your best friend laugh and joke and have a bond no matter who you are or they are. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Growing up, I remember seeing shadow people a lot. And I remember they would walk up to my bed at night and stare at me. I would either hide under the covers or yell for my parents who were getting pretty annoyed and contributed it to watching spooky things. I had always told my parents something was off with the house. I had a great childhood and mostly played in the woods with my sister. Once I was older, my dad had told me that there Used to be a second floor in the house that burnt down, but he didn't know much about it. What? Like the second floor just burned and the bottom was fine? Right? What the hell? Mm. The next house we had moved into was also off. First of all, the room that became mine, we had to completely strip and redo. The walls were painted black and red with staples from the floor up to the ceiling and the walls. Oh, that doesn't sound good. The room my sister stayed in was where the woman who lived before us died in. She died in her sleep and was there a bit before someone had found her. Her husband died before her in the front yard from a heart attack. Golly. 
Things would always go missing and pop back up a few days later in the exact spot we tore through trying to find it. I had things go across the kitchen table into the wall in front of me, too. Why spirits always got to throw shit? Right? Temper tantrums. Like, don't make me fucking clean something up. I already, I don't want to clean up just on the regular, much less some shit you do. Well, they're probably clumsy because they're using all their, like, energy to try to do something. And then it's like, they finally get the cup and then it's like, they slip and it goes flying. Because that would be you as a spirit. That's me as a human. I know. And if you died, it would be the same thing. You're not wrong. (laughs) Okay. My mom had told my grandmother about me seeing shadows and hearing disembodied voices. This was in my preteens because she had just put me into therapy. I was going through a lot and had been diagnosed with depression and anxiety, which I still battle today. Same girl. Same. But never received a diagnosis of MPD or schizophrenia. One day at my grandmother's, she approached me to talk about it. She had told me both my great aunts, her sisters, could see demons, and both of them died young in their 50s from breast cancer, so she thought I might have inherited it. Later on, once I had moved in with my then-boyfriend, now-husband, my parents had bought a cabin in the woods. My dad insisted I come see it and walked me through every part. I hated a room in the basement. I even cried on the drive home because of the emotions and the energy I had felt in that room. I told my parents. A couple years later, when they went to sell it, my dad told me that he had a confession. The previous owner, who had never been convicted, had a stepson who he had molested in that room. His wife divorced him and left with her son. He continued to live in the cabin until he went downhill with his health and age and moved to a nursing home where he died shortly after. Well, that guy's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. My parents rely on me now to judge a space, so much so that my dad had me go to their new house as soon as they closed on it. They also took me to the houses they looked at before settling on that one. I was pregnant at the time with my daughter and wasn't always up to going between the symptoms and the dread that something would affect her before she was even born. Oh, God, I didn't think about that. I work in the hospital, worked in one for five years and moved on to the one I'm at now and have been there for two years. I often have to keep quiet about the things I see out of the corner of my eye and the fact that multiple times I've experienced what it felt like someone touching or tugging on me to get my attention. I have done the tour through Waverly Hills Sanatorium for my birthday one year. The multitude of energies I felt there were at times overwhelming. I heard a piano playing at one point. Then we went to another floor. There was a piano covered with a blanket and inches of dust. So if someone would have played it, there would have been fingerprints. The last thing I'll share is an experience in my early 20s. We used to drive around to different haunted locations in groups of friends. One night, a girlfriend of mine and a male friend drove to a supposedly haunted graveyard, which I had been to before. It was winter and had snowed a couple of weeks back, but had since melted. Until we got to the gravel path, I had to turn my car around because there was so much snow, I would have gotten stuck. As we were driving away, my girlfriend starts getting a call on her cell phone. It just says P on the caller ID. And she starts panicking, explaining that no one in her phone is saved under P. So she answers it. And after a couple of moments of static, she hears a faint voice say, 
Where are you going? Come back. Fuck that. No. Nope. No. Nope. (laughs) At this point, we are all pretty freaked. I'm driving down the very dark country road, and I see a deer in the field pretty far off, but got this feeling of dread. I turn my brights on and slow down. The next thing I know, the deer is bolting across the field and runs into my passenger door. Needless to say, we did not stop until we got to a well-lit, occupied gas station to duct tape my side mirror. So that's a handful of stuff I thought you all would be interested in hearing. So, things I've learned from your podcast. One, I ain't the only one who experiences these things. Two, we ain't got no patience for these damn criminals, but still have interest. So, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Three, don't be hungry when you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work and give Marley loves from me. Don't get scared and creep it real, Holly. P.S. Last year in the fall, I bought a Halloween tee that quickly became my favorite, and I wear it all the time, no matter the season. And wouldn't you know, it says Creep It Real with skeleton hands doing some sign. It's like I already knew I'd find your awesome podcast. Oh. Oh, my God. That's so freaking scary. Yes. And the call. Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. What's with all the fucking calls, too? I know. Oh, my gosh. Also, Waverly Hills, that is one of my dreams to go to. Sorry I had to almost die this summer and you couldn't go. I mean, it's okay. It probably saved me from, like, dying down the stairs or some Mm -hmm. shit there. Or something attaching to you and following you home. Mm -hmm. Or since it was in the summer and they have no air, being, like, a puddle of, like, Alex Mack. And having a heat stroke. Yeah. Okay, this one is a series of paranormal experiences. Hello, creepy fear farters. <laughs> I have a pretty unique last name, so I'd just like you to use my initials. I have been obsessed with your podcast since I found it, which would be great if I didn't work alone in a lab until midnight. Oh, shit. I know, right? I haven't put any names in my email, so I hope that's okay. That's totally okay. Or if you want us, like you said, to use initials, or if you want to just use a fake name, that's totally fine. Or you could just say insert name and we'll make up one. Yeah. It's going to be a Golden Girls name, though, just so you know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people know that now. Hence the two roses. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My story starts back in December 2011. My best friends and I were playing Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, fuck. On her Xbox Connect at her house. Well into playing, we noticed a red figure being picked up on the connect. Nope. We had a kitchen chair set up behind us because we are lazy and can't stand while doing our makeup. Oh, my God. So we moved the chair from view. The red figure didn't leave. We started to get really scared, so we stopped playing, and I later went home. The next time I saw her, she informed me that she had Googled the connect picking up household objects, and it turns out the connect only picks up limbs. Uh-uh. We have never played again to this day. All of that would have been great, but we continued to have unexplainable things happen for the next seven months. Whatever this entity was, would switch between me and my best friend. Donna, if you fucking get an entity that switches between us, I will kill you. Well, we don't share guys and we damn sure don't share entities. Good point. 
You call dibs on both, so you go right ahead. Uh Uh-uh, I don't ever call dibs on entities. Mm. She would tell me about how she would have a... (laughs) What? All I thought about was in titties. Oh. In titties. Thanks. Sorry. Y'all, she like wiggled her boobs when she did that. (laughs) Like, she looked like Mama June. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? That gift. (laughs) Yeah. She would tell me about how she would have a bunch of weird things happen for multiple days and I would not have anything happen. Then the tables would turn and I would have experiences and she had a few quiet nights. There were so many stories, but the creepiest thing that ever happened was to both of us. We had just graduated high school in May of 2012 and I was practically living at my best friend's house. At this time, my best friend's brother, sister-in-law, and their two children were living in the upstairs living room which was just outside of my best friend's bedroom door. We slept in the same bed. It was a queen, so not weird. <laughs> it could have been a twin, and I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. Y'all clearly are not extra large pizzas, though, if you sleep in a twin bed. Right. Although, Donna and I did it one time at that Halloween party that Tiffany was drunk and fucked up our bed. Mm-hmm. Calling you out. That was in a um, that was in a 31 Nights of Halloween bonus thing. We told that mm-hmm. story. Anyway, her headboard was touching the wall that had the bathroom on the other side. Her niece was around three years old and in the process of potty training, so she would sit in the bathroom by herself sometimes. (laughs) I just can see the kid from The Help just sitting there on the toilet in the yard. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, on this particular morning, I heard her niece talking in the bathroom as I was waking up and I heard a deep voice respond. Oh no. I woke up my friend and asked her if someone came over and was with her niece and she said she wasn't sure, but maybe her niece's friend came over. A few minutes passed, and I start to fall asleep when I heard my friend's niece speak again, and this voice respond. As soon as I heard it, my friend jumps out of bed so fast that I about pissed myself. (laughs) She ran into the bathroom to find her niece was completely alone, and the door was closed. The bathroom door had been super hard to close because the house was settling, and there was no way a three-year-old could have closed it by herself. We have no explanation for the voice, but we both heard it clearly. I still get the creeps when I think about it. Well, thank you for reading my long email. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm sure I will write again with more of my paranormal encounters. Much appreciation, H.M. Whoa. Because kids see shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That reminds me of Robert the Doll, though. Like, when Mm -hmm. he used to be Robert would just talk to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Wowza. Those were some good freaking stories. They really were. Like, I got chill bumps on those. Are they multiplying? Mm-hmm. And I'm losing control. From the power? They're supplying. Oh, my God. It's electrifying? Okay, too far. <laughs> we always got to take it just that little bit too far. Wow. I love y'all's stories. Thank y'all so much for sending them in. Y'all keep them coming. They can be amazing, creepy-ass stories like this. They can be... Lighthearted. They can be true crime. They can be this weird thing happened. I don't know what the hell it is. You, you know Donna wants fucking ambient stories. I need more ambient stories, y'all. Send them in to us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, aparanormalchicks.com, and send them in that way. Also, if you sent in your story and we did not say your name, it's because it wasn't signed. And so we, Carrie... Airs on the side of caution, so I'm taking her cue, and we do it. But we know, like, if you send these stories in and you want your name read, like, we don't want to, you know, steal that from you. But yeah. we need you to put it in there just so we know. Yeah. So keep them 
coming. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.